man. Well, keep that energy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because I, because I, I'm telling you, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Body Bag Podcast. I am Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Broke Writer Dave. How's everyone doing today? First off, right off the bat, I need to apologize to Horror Sphere. Horror Sphere from Instagram was the one who recommended this for us. He chose our movie because he won against us in the death battle that we did on uh, Horror Guy 90s page. And I need to apologize to him in advance because I'm about to take a steaming pile all over his movie recommendation. <laughs> I really hope he picked this because he hated this movie. He didn't. He's just trying he to didn't. torture us. He didn't. I asked him because I thought the same thing. I asked. That's why I texted you and told you, hey, I'm going to feel really bad tomorrow because I'm about to like dump all over this movie. Because I, I messaged him yesterday and I said, hey, um, out of curiosity, what made you want to pick this movie? He said, well, I came across it at FYE, and I thought it was going to be a piece of shit, but then I watched it and ended up liking it, and I just wanted to be like, no, your first assumption was correct. <laughs> this movie is uh, trash. Everything. Yeah. Like, I was complaining last week when I was watching 13 Ghosts, the characters in 13 Ghosts, especially the teen and the kid and the unnecessary babysitter. I would gladly take them over any one of these characters. I'm oh. just mad because, like, New Orleans and the Bayou is one of my favorite parts of the country. That's why the first Thanks. Two so minutes, this movie, I fucking hate it now. The first two minutes of this movie, I was like, all right. Because I, I, I write notes down as I watch. So the first thing I t- wrote down was, okay, voodoo in the bayou. Okay, I'm feeling this. That was like the first thing that I wrote down. And then immediately it went, boom. Quick cut to angsty teens and their whiny voice dates. And I was like, oh, oh. no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it went no. straight downhill for the first two minutes. Because it caught me off guard in two minutes. There's a woman talking about, or the woman in the middle of the bayou talking voodoo and we see this like necrocomicon looking thing that turns yeah. out to be a suitcase because the picture quality wasn't at, uh, that great because we watched it on youtube so i thought it was a book it was a suitcase briefly for, give it like less than a minute because i'm still trying to wrap, wrap my head around this thing just give a quick recap of what this whole thing is just it doesn't have to be long just a quick like 30 seconds okay so the briefcase it contains souls that the grandma milked out of bad people so it's just that's not an innuendo by the way no literally line for line for the movie it's she milked the badness out of people's souls so they could move on to the afterlife and kept it in a suitcase as you do yeah and then when her car crashed they got out and got into a guy basically the snakes uh bites a guy and then the guy turns into a zombie and then goes on a rampage killing a bunch of people and it's because he's possessed by the evil souls of a bunch of collected evil souls that were in these snakes that bit him and now he has all of this evil in him and they had so many opportunities to like turn this movie around like i saw story beats i'm like well maybe that could save this not every plot needs to be super awesome sometimes i mean that's a that's a whatever plot it's fine now do you remember my biggest complaint last week was the characters yeah the child these teen actors were infinitely worse God, At least with a kid actor, you can cut a kid some slack and be like, all right, this kid, you know, he's a kid. What are you going to do? He's like seven or eight years old. I'm not going to dump on him too hard. He's just doing what he's told, basically. But these teens, they must have been like somebody's son or cousin or nephew or something. I don't think that the, these were any kind of auditioned <sighs> actors. 
They were all one dimensional. They had one note beat for their act for their no, character. They, no, they had three. The, these teens had three emotional modes crying, screaming, and expositing information about themselves. Like they're writing a book report. Yeah, but I'm just saying each character just had like one trait about them. I know. I'm one just girl, saying. My dad dies. The other guy's like, my girlfriend's leaving. Whenever these people talk they only either whine or they are using their dialogue to exposit information about themselves there was one thing this couple dear god this movie just exposited this couple's whole relationship and tried to make it seem like a natural conversation when there's not one natural conversation in this entire movie it was like oh we've been dating for three years and you were gonna go to new york or now you want to go to new york but you were gonna live here i thought you were going to be a nurse here but now we're broken up you broke up not me like all of this within like a 20 second conversation like nobody talks this way it's it's mm. like saying well as you know and then proceed to tell people exactly what they're well if you know then why would you say it this is not how a couple talks this is not how a couple argues yeah the script for this movie trash acting trash this is me being trying to be as nice as possible because this was a recommendation and horror sphere seems like a pretty nice dude he's a nice guy but this he's a nice guy but i just feel so bad. bad and he's not alone because after i watched this i went through the comments of the youtube page and most of it were people saying oh man i remember this has to be a nostalgia thing because a lot of people are saying i remember this thing scared me as a kid i forgot how great this movie was but at first i was like well maybe horror sphere just has a little bit of nostalgia for it but then i remember he said he picked it up and he'd never seen it before and he thought it was going to be garbage and then he watched it and ended up liking it which fine you can like what you like but this i ain't was it chief but like this is not it but like you i was sitting there like surely he he recommended this because he, he he's like oh you know what i'm gonna give him a bad movie to watch i thought he was being funny because i was like he's either he's either punishing us or he wants us to get a good laugh so that and then i yeah. felt bad when he said he genuinely liked it. i was like oh uh, <laughs> i didn't we did not not even Megan Good could save this movie, and I'm a big fan of hers, so. I don't remember anybody but Ray and Sean. The rest I just call, like, Chad. These are very Chad characters, very Brad. Uh, yeah, like, your final girl should probably be one of your best characters in the movie. I couldn't tell you I, a thing about her. Yeah, I don't remember her name. I, she was as entertaining as White Bread. Terrible. So, the main antagonist of this entire thing is this infected zombie creature named Ray who was a regular guy but then he got bit by these snakes after a car accident happened and he goes and tries to save the woman in the car crash who ends up dying anyway and he gets bit by all these venomous snakes with all the evil in him and then he comes back from the dead and starts killing people. He was by far the most likable character in this entire movie. His first victim was the coroner when his body got brought to the morgue. Yeah, I'm just saying if I'm a coroner and I walk out of a room and I come back and the body I'm working on is gone, I'm not looking for it i'm gonna leave and then he kills the cops when he killed the cops i said to myself no ray you're killing the wrong people the teens are the opposite direction you need to be going that way you're wasting your time killing these other people that are whatever characters the teens are that way oh and then something they just kind of start you in the middle of the movie ray is the father of what sean yeah for no reason really yeah, which i thought oh maybe they could use this turn to a decent story they didn't no Played very little part in it. If it sounds like we're all over the place with telling the story, it's because so is the movie. The movie will happen, and then they just have exposition dumps where it'll be 10 minutes of exposition, screaming, crying, screaming, crying, cringy lines, 
then nothing will happen for like 20 minutes and then an exposition dump. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They all go party at the lake and then they're like, hey, maybe we should check on Cece, whose grandma died last night. Why the fuck are they partying at the lake? Why didn't they do this like earlier in the day? This movie missed an opportunity. If at that point halfway through it, then it turned into like a cabin in the woods thing Then I've been like, you know, now, okay, now that's why all of this is acting like this. It was a a build up to an awesome payoff. No, like there's some movies that are so bad they're kind of good not this one this one's just bad this one it's been a while since a movie made me kind of angry and yeah it, like i am really like upset like i woke up today i was like you know what i'm gonna watch this movie i'm gonna ha- having a good day i had Kinda to wa- ruin my day i had to watch this took this movie took me about 24 hours to watch because we, we've been kind of preparing for next week's episode as well as there's other little mini yeah. projects that i'm kind of like intermittent between so i was watching this in like 10 minute increments like 10 minutes here and then 10 minutes there 10 minutes here but chronologically i was i wasn't missing anything yeah and i think that was the best way i could i couldn't sit and watch this in one sitting i'd be moving around too much in my seat or if i was i'd have to at least have somebody with me watching it yeah this morning was my third attempt where i'm like i absolutely have to watch it so i know what happens when i go into this Mm -hmm. but the other two times just like something else caught my attention or came up and i was like i'll watch it later because I was bored watching this movie. Yeah, and ending was lackluster. She, made she no kills the sense. voodoo. She she doesn't kill the voodoo possessed Ray with voodoo. She kills the voodoo possessed Ray by running him over with a truck. And then the snakes just come out and that's off the to movie. kill another day. Like they thought this movie was gonna get greenlit for a sequel. Hey, it, it, that came out in two thousand five. You know, are you saying that there's not gonna be a demand fifteen years later? God damn it! Give me Venom two already all right we need it forget forget the carnage venom movie i want to know what happens in this venom movie i apologize for being so harsh on the kids in 13 ghost last week because when it comes to annoying characters they don't hold a candle to these characters i I can at least tell you a little bit about the characters in 13 ghosts and the kids i can at least tell you a little bit about i can tell you that the kid has some kind of slight morbid curiosity which is quirky because he's always he's trying to learn how to spell weird words like decapitation and stuff isn't that what the kid was doing he was trying to spell like weird words and you know he's curious he rides his little scooter and he's just a curious kid i can tell you that despite me thinking that the teenage daughter was a spoiled brat she you know had her own kind of person i couldn't tell you a thing about these kids other than they love to cry and scream i mean there was the one girl who was kind of slutty she liked to steal and then her one friend who was just with her and then they had their gay friend well yes he was gay i'm not sure are you talking about the the other girl uh oh no 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 i know who you're talking about the the one who was sitting there talking with him yeah um I don't know. You you could there make an argument. There are the two that died. Doesn't really matter. The, uh, I, you know, I don't body don't, shop. Yeah. I, I don't. It doesn't really matter because even if he was, it didn't play into anything. Which not that it should have, but he was pretty throwaway character anyway. And then there was Sean's girlfriend, who was supposed to be the bitchy one, I guess. But I don't think I was trying to sit there and think. All right. Her one-liners were kind of just... At the very eh. least, when you have a group of unlikable teens and stuff like that, you at least have one character that is like, all right, they're supposed to be the straight-edge one, supposed to be not... All of these teens, I did not like. There was no... No. They were, again, either screaming or crying, and yeah. or being just... Even the dudes just being angsty, yeah. and drunk Ray, and angsty. Ray which, angry at the world, and then what the fuck was the other guy's name? 
Sean and Who, Eric. Sean? Yes. Yeah, Sean, I oh, believe, was yeah. uh, he, the son of Ray. The son yeah. of Ray. And, and I think Eric was, was Eric. Uh, kind of like the final guy who was just, he had no personality. There were scenes where these characters who obviously don't know what it's like to be drunk because people who are drunk don't verbally say, man, I'm drunk. They they might say some iteration of that. They might go like, woo, man, I am fed up, man. I am a little much. I need to stop. Nope, not here. But and they will slur as they say these teens who are supposed to be like at one point of Sean, storms away and he's like he's been drinking he can't go off like that just the way they talk they don't know what it's like to be drunk but i thought it was they instead of the director saying all right look slur your words a little bit or start talking and then just immediately forget what you're talking about and talk about something else or just start rambling incoherently have your characters verbally say out loud i'm drunk and then walk perfectly fine and walk yeah, perfectly normal conversation walk perfectly normal don't stumble yeah. <laughs> don't don't just just walk in a perfect straight line to right to your car i mean it's it's i mean that's just one example of how bad the acting is and in addition to the expositing information like i said talking like no one does there was one scene where at this point a couple of people have already been killed and it's nighttime and they're walking to uh, the car that has been flipped over this is a creepy setting it's all foggy it's in the bayou there's no one around and there's just a supposed zombie on the loose and they hear a noise off on the side and the character the man character said uh said it like this hey who's that <laughs> i was like are you sure you don't want to do another take of that that is not how you would read that line that's did you just read that line before you got on set and that's how you decided to go to the hey what's that like zombie is that you get on out here you old so-and-so i feel like this director was just didn't have time to do a second take of any scene too so like shooting one scene we're done moving on do you want to do a second take no oh, okay this might be one of the worst movies i've ever seen like i'm trying to think of a worse horror movie i've watched we love you horror sphere we love you but <laughs> this movie is not what we wanted to see there there's a scene in the uh near the beginning when we're first introduced to these characters they're at a diner and these two guys are there who I thought they were there with their dates, but I guess they were just their friends. Those two, the two girls who are sitting off by themselves, they're like, hey, we're not drunk yet. We're not drunk enough. Can we have yeah, some, we more some more booze? Yeah. I don't know how old that particular actress was supposed to be, but she sounded 12 years old. And it always really just, it's like digging the knife a little bit more into my already cringe like body that when you have a super young uh, actress and they're trying to act sexy well let me see because because at, at, at one point she goes and and she's like ah oh, man because i have such a great rack yeah. and then she goes and and flashes ray before he turns into a zombie okay so that she was played by a uh, laura ramsey of the cast list up mm-hmm. who is 38 now so 16 years ago she would have been 22 actually she sounded 12 yeah because she has like a high-pitched voice and oh my god we're not drunk enough yet she was the most annoying character in the movie her voice was immediately followed 
from the woman in the bayou. And by the way, set in Cajun country where everybody sounds like they're from California. Yeah, no one had a southern accent in this movie. No one had a Creole accent. Even the guy who they called a redneck, uh, he just sounded like this. They all sounded like they were... They sounded like valley girls. Yeah, or from the Semi Valley. Especially that girl, because her voice was immediately followed from that. So it tricked me. It bait and switched me by going from something cool to, oh my God. I was like, please don't let this. Yeah, if you've ever been to Louisiana, you know how they talk down there, and they... Do not talk Don't like, talk like that. Don't talk like that. Actors in the movie, yeah. If this wanted to be more accurate, you wouldn't necessarily be able to understand half of what the characters are saying. If they were speaking actual Creole, which not saying yeah. that everybody in Louisiana speaks like that, but they were set in the bayou. <laughs> this is where the thing takes place. Yeah. You're supposed to either be like Southern or Creole because they all, the characters made it a point by saying that they all were born and raised there. It's like, no, you weren't. <laughs> you, people you were born, born and raised, and raised there. Raised together, they had no chemistry as friends. No, no one had chemistry. That's why they had to, instead of showing us their friendship, they had to verbally say out loud, we've been friends for such and such years, and we've been together for three years. It's so unfair that I I think on Rotten Tomatoes, you might have to correct me, but I think this and 13 Ghosts has roughly the same Rotten Tomato score. Well, this one on Rotten Tomatoes has 11%. And I think that... um, 13 ghosts had like 17 or something. I know I know it was roughly the same. Or, or they both didn't hit 50. 13 ghosts had a 16%. That is not did, fair. I, I, I'll say that's not fair. Yeah, but it did have 13 ghosts did have an audience score of 48%, while Venom has an audience score of 21%. That's a little bit more fair. So Venom critics and the audience both think this movie is garbage. So this was supposed to be about voodoo, and it it did it poorly, obviously. But it's a shame because you and me, we both said we like movies set in like the Bayou, Cajun country. And I like stuff that has to do with voodoo and all that business. I love all of that kind of stuff. And there are good voodoo movies and good voodoo characters. This was just not one of them. So I thought, let's let's clean the palette a little bit. Let's just talk a couple, a little bit about... uh, some good voodoo movies, some good voodoo characters in movies. Because the first one that I thought of, I don't know if you watched American Horror Story, but there's a character called Papa Legba. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Best character, one of the best characters in that entire series. In the se- uh, season Coven, they go over all this voodoo stuff, Papa Legba's lore, witch Uh, voodoo and witches and whatnot and they do it so well now granted that has an entire season to kind of have fun with it but papa legba's probably only got about like a total of less than 10 minutes worth of screen time but he just eats the scene up and that's how you do it well sometimes you don't want to overdo it but he was one that came to my mind in terms of like a good voodoo character i mean one of my favorite all-time shows is the originals filmed in new orleans it's I don't think I've seen that. I don't think I've seen the originals. It's a spinoff of the uh, Vampire Diaries, so it covers the uh, original vampires, mm-hmm. and it goes into uh, like the witches there use ancestral witchcraft, so they're always using like the cemetery to gain powers from their ancestors, and it's very interesting. I'll have to check it out. Is it good? Yeah, it's a very good show. All right, where can I? Where do you know where I can see that at? 
uh, Netflix. All right. I'll check it out. As much as I like stuff that goes on in the bayou, I haven't really watched a ton of movies. Because off the top of my head, the one that keeps banging in the back of my mind is the movie Skeleton Key. Yeah. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that in a long time. That one is okay. Unlike this one people actually talk like they're from louisiana yeah. and the voodoo aspect is really heavy even though it's subtle so a lot of the stuff that they do you you have to think to yourself is this because of the voodoo or is this because like this because it has to do with an old patient who's like his mind has supposedly left him and stuff like that and then you have to find out well is is it that he's paralytic and or catatonic or is it that this person's voodoo is cast a spell that's making him like this you see the skeptic woman slowly start coming around to believing in voodoo whereas in venom you're halfway through the movie and then all of a sudden when they go to check on cc you just see all of this voodoo stuff in there it's like oh yeah it's been going on in our family for generations my grandma like they have altars and stuff and so i was like this is supposed to be your friend right like did you not know this about her because is this the first time you've gone to see her at her house you didn't notice the altar and all the voodoo stuff in her house right like I feel like they would have known about that beforehand. If if this was a generational thing, I'm fairly certain that they would have something would have come up. Yeah, and also the fact when Cece told him everything that was going on, she walked out of the room and was like, "We need to call the doctor. Cece's talking crazy. Didn't you just see the zombie outside? Like, we need to call the doctor to the police. What are you talking about? Other than Ray, there are no adults in this neighborhood. <laughs> like, I don't see. I, other than the two police officers and Ray, there are no adults in this neighborhood." Even the diner is run by a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, there were no adults at the diner either. Jeez. That's why That's why these teens can run rap, uh, rampant, flashing truck drivers and drinking booze and riding their motorcycles and breaking into people's houses. Breaking into cemetery crypts. Any other voodoo, voodoo-related voodoo uh, movies or characters that, that deserve a fun little mention? I mean, I heard Spell was pretty good. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard that one was pretty good. Not a horror movie, but Princess and the Frog. Now, at this point, we usually do kills of the movie, but I, I'm going to put it to you. I was either going to do kill of the movie or something I was going to do for a movie like this called cringe of the movie. I think so, they should do cringe of the movie. Cringe of the movie because yeah. they don't show any of the deaths, really. This had the same issue. You know how I said the issue was showing the... I'm 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 keep going back to 13 Ghosts because I feel like I need to talk good about 13 Ghosts because I spent too much time kind of ragging on it. Yeah, now you appreciate it, huh? Now I'm appreciating it a lot more because you know how I said they had the shaky camera whenever they showed the like quick cuts whenever they showed the ghosts. They did yeah. that with the deaths in the scene in this movie. They you don't see a single they always quick cut it or it happens like off screen. Yeah, like which is a damn shame because there was one that was going to be my kill of the movie because they built it up. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this. And then they immediately cut away from it. It was when was that when the was her name? Tammy, who got crushed by the car. Oh, yeah. She, She has this car on top of her. She can't go anywhere. And then Ray grab Ray zombie grabs the was the pressurized air. Is that what? Yeah. Yeah, pressurized air. And I they think go- it was a pressure washer. It was either a pressure washer or like a pressurized air. He owns like a garage. And he goes through the trouble of showing 
how powerful it is by like it shows that it could strip metal and then it goes up and i was like oh i can't wait to see this this this, this chick's about to get it and then it just cuts to the outside of the garage and you just don't see anything i was like yeah really you went through the trouble like, of building it up and you're not even going to follow through with it and yeah that made me mad they're all the deaths are like that there's no you don't see anything which you don't need to in horror movies but if you're but in a movie like this if you're going for that r rating which it clearly does have because yeah. there's the teens all they do is drop f-bombs every other sentence and they do show some blood if you're gonna go through the trouble of building that up you know show show a little of the stuff you know horror movies are kind of known for you know what we don't have a big effects budget but we're going to use prosthetics and make the gore at least look good. I mean, that's what Terrifier did. This movie is like, they had some potential for some decent looking kills, but then they just didn't do it. Pan away. So cringe of the movie. What's one scene or the biggest scene in the movie that just made you go, ugh? It's at the beginning when the guy was talking to like the two girls, he grabs like her bra strap. He's like, oh, is that synthetic leather? She's like, oh, I stole this bra. And then she flashed, right? That was a, which is a very weird thing to yeah. just kind of say. Yeah. I don't know what type of guy starts off a conversation by walking up to a girl and grabbing her bra. George Costanza does that. <laughs> is this synthetic leather? The fuck, dude? That was going to be mine until I watched it to the end. At the very end, they're in this crypt. And do you remember what the main, the ending Survivor Girl's name was? No. We'll just call her Stacy, just just for yeah. whatever. And her boyfriend is Eric, I believe. Yeah. Eric had gotten injured by a zombie, presumed dead. And she she's in the crypt, and she comes across a bunch of dead bodies, and she pretends to be dead on top of them so that the guy or the zombie doesn't think that she's alive, that she's just part of the corpses. He throws Eric's body on the pile. She sees him, and... He starts to slowly open his eyes. It turns out he's actually alive. He stayed, he stayed quiet. This guy who just got injured stayed quiet, managed to open up his eyes like very slowly, not like jolted open them open, slowly opened her eye, his eyes. Stacy sees it and goes, <gasps> and alerts Zombie Ray with that gasp. He comes back, Eric, they're both quiet, and Eric pretends like he made that noise so that he dies instead of Stacy. At that point, I went from being irritated by the movie to pissed off because i was like oh my god this dude managed to you could tell that he was trying to pretend to be dead too because he slowly opens his eyes and then she gasps gets this dude killed and not only does he not only does she alert that zombie to their presence he does the only decent thing in this entire movie and pretends like it was him who made the noise so that the zombie goes and kills him. At that point, I was like, screw this chick. <laughs> this chick does not deserve to be the one who survives. Okay, I have a question for you. What's that? Can you think of a worse final girl than this girl? Uh, a worse final girl uh, that survives in the end? Yeah, than the one we got in this movie. I'm sure there is. I'm trying to think of one. Yeah. Um, trying to think of any of the... Uh, I, it's been a while since I've seen Friday the 13th remake. I don't know. Uh, or if she was just a generic. Uh, the remake girl. was decent. It, it's been a long time. I, I'll, I'll, the I'm only thing sure I remember you, about you it. Go through that franchise and find one that's. The only thing I remember about that is and... uh, has the dude from Supernatural in it. Yeah, Jared Padalecki. But yeah, no, off, uh, not, not recently, though. Not off the top of my head. because uh, Just because I, it's not like I could have swapped her with anybody else because none of the characters are really likable or enjoyable to watch. I mean, maybe they could have done something with Sean. Made him like the final guy. Like he saved his dad from the spirits. 
Yeah, that's where I thought this was going. Yeah, that would have been an interesting storyline to use. But they if you're going like, to be like dumping all this horrible stuff, at least like go with the obvious cliche of, all right, the son is going to be the one that manages to sacrifice himself or whatever to save everybody or whatever. Yeah, no, he, he Ray just kills the son. He just kills him. Which I don't know if I like that or if I hate it. We didn't get any like father son moment or anything like. Uh, I, I mean, I like it in the fact that. I like it in the fact that I didn't see it coming, but I hate it in that I was like, all right, you built it up to mean something. That that would have been great in a better movie. Yeah. Him dying would have been a funny thing in a better movie. This movie, they needed to use that storyline, and they decided not to. And it, like, right. there's no point in saying, hey, Ray's Sean's dad. Ray could have literally been anybody else. Yeah. Just, Ray could have just been the local gas station attendant that they all knew. Yeah. Him being his dad served absolutely no purpose. It served oh, one purpose. Oh, only, the only thing did. is because the only thing it served was that the, his blood, quote unquote, flows through his son's veins so they could have used him as a human voodoo doll, which did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Which it didn't slow him down. But it's still a fucked up thing to do to your friend after he just died. Like, yeah, we're going to use your body to be a voodoo doll. That's what I'm Fuck saying. Fuck no. you guys. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't care at that point. Like, you know, if I died and you need to, like, stab and do whatever to my body to get out, do, do what you got to do. Uh, just make sure I'm dead first. All right, so I do believe that brings us to Facebook questions, which I didn't put the question out to anybody, but I just scoured Facebook horror page to see if anybody had any cool uh, little topics to bring up. Okay. So I'll I'll talk about this. I'll I got the questions in this one. So I'll ambush you with these questions. You can pick the next ones. You don't have to tell me what they are in advance. All right, sounds good. All right. What is your favorite movie based on a door or portal to hell? Based on a door to po- or portal to hell? Like opening up a door or portal to hell, much like how Thirteen Ghosts had the Oculus Infernum, where they were trying to open up a portal to hell kind of thing, and. I know what mine is, but what, uh, do you need a minute to think, or should I say mine? Yeah, let me think about it. All right, well, immediately off the top of my head, I thought of Event Horizon. Yeah. Not a, uh, just a door opening up to portal to hell in outer space, and supposedly there was going to be a whole lot more visuals of the actual torture, what the hellish torture was supposed to look like that ended up on the cutting room floor. I just feel bad, because when you see... Like when you research and see some of the stuff that they were going to put in the movie and how gory and, and a lot of work went into it, you I kind of feel bad. I'm like, man, you know, a lot of work went into that for it to just end up on the cutting room floor. But yeah. off the top of my head, Event Horizon. Okay. Plus, it has Fishburne and it has Sam Nielsen from so. from uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. All right. I have to go with uh. I don't even know if this would really count, but uh, so above as below. Oh, that's what one. I, that's one the, on my list. Sam yeah. Neil, by the way, not Nielsen Neil. But no, I have not seen as above, so below. They're like uh, kind of just going through the catacombs of Paris, just investigating it, and actually end up in hell, like Dante's Inferno type of hell, mm-hmm. where they have to face like what they did to get out, and only one girl ends up making it out. Decent movie. Oh, it's so good. Uh, next one. Who, whether it be the character or the actor, gave the best drunk or high performance in a horror movie? Drunk or high performance in a horror movie. Who? Uh, well, the way I wrote it down, who was the best drunk or stoner in a horror movie? All right. Um, I'm gonna go with uh the third Nightmare on Elm Street when they go and see Nancy's dad at a bar. Nancy's dad. 
yeah, he gives a great performance of being like a guy who kind of lost everything. Mm-hmm. That type of drunk where like just being so depressed, so down about everything. Okay. Mine is, of course, I got to go with Cabin in the Woods. Stoner from Cabin in the Woods. I forget his name, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He he immediately, he sees all these, uh, the wires and all the cameras, and he's like, I'm on a reality TV show. Yeah, he was the one who figured everything out, too. The smartest person in the entire show, or in the entire movie, is the stoner, which I yeah. thought was amazing. The uh, stoners and uh, Leslie Vernon were pretty funny, too. Oh, yeah, the ones that were blitzed out when the murders were happening. Yeah, like, oh, she's crazy. <laughs> and the last question is actually one of my own. Okay. Uh, one that I put out there to the Facebook universe. Uh, we didn't like any of these characters, and we didn't like the uh, survivor survivor girl at the end. But sticking with the females, who is your favorite femme fatale? So, uh, female killer. Favorite, basically kind of like seductress, one who lures you in and then like turns and kills will kill you. Who I believe femme fatales, they're supposed to be attractive and seducing where they will ultimately end up killing you. I'm going to have to think on this one. Because I believe the um, the classic one would be, like, in the vein of Fatal Attractions, Glenn Close in that, who eventually, like, becomes psychotic. I don't know if you would consider this, but I'll say it because it's funny, because she, near the end, ends up just luring men and attracting them and killing them, is the main actress in the movie Teeth. Okay, yeah. Um, she's supposed to be a teenager, but by the end, she's like seducing like dudes with this sole intent that her vagine is going to chomp off dudes' private areas while they're in the middle of having sex. And she just basically <laughs> uses that as her weapon. But that movie is so funny and ridiculous. Um, I'll, 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 I'd say by the end of that movie, she's tur- she turns into a fe- femme fatale because she's that's basically what she's doing. <laughs> My favorite femme fatale. Deadly woman. Deadly woman. I'll even extend it to like deadly woman. Probably gonna have to go with uh, Sharon Stone for Basic Instinct. Okay, that's a classic. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a horror movie. It's like a thriller, but we consider a horror movie. She lures men specifically with the intent of bringing them down. Correct. Yeah, with an ice pick. With an ice pick. But anyway, that about wraps up this session of body bag podcast next week is going to be a very special episode because we have our very first guest on the show we are going to bring on our author Haley newland to be on the show and we are going to be talking about the 1960 classic the tingler starring vincent price so we're going oldies uh this next week so yeah, we're next week is old week, black and white movies week which is going to be pretty good a nice change of pace as I, as I was messaging her, I said, you know what? This is perfect timing because we just finished doing 13 Ghosts and now this movie. I said it's going to be great to have some old movies, some movies with some substance, as I believe I put it. Not saying that they uh, the ones we've reviewed don't have merit, but there's definitely a whole different feel for black An and white horror movie, movies. Yeah. And Vincent Price, I mean, come on now. You can't go wrong with Vincent Price. Definitely plays trail for a lot of... Uh lot of actors out there so and that's Haley newland next week she'll come on we'll probably talk a little bit about her books as well she has two books as far as i am aware one of which i'm reading right now called take your turn teddy and, and then her first novel was uh, not another sarah halls which is a great book both available on kindle if i'm not mistaken yep you can find them on amazon uh, when she comes on i believe she has her own website too you can find them on and yeah we'll definitely delve into a little bit of the book because i guarantee i will have questions about that book by next week 
Dave, you want to tell us where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on Twitter at BodyBagPod and then on Instagram at BodyBagPodcast. So feel free to comment. Any questions you want to ask us about our podcast, feel free. Yes, and definitely see us next week. It'll be a lot of fun. Bye, everybody. I think that was a really good episode. Even though we may, we just shit on this movie. For I, like I believe we hour. just. Yeah, this was a very good episode, even though I'm fairly certain we just made an enemy. <laughs> we we well we said we liked him a lot. We liked Horosphere. The movie was garbage. We love you. <laughs> yeah, Horosphere, we like you. Movie's trash, bro. Movie's trash, bro. <laughs>